Today's podcast is brought to you by the Curtain Jerks Podcast, the funniest wrestling podcast on the internet, full of sketches, improv comedy, and interviews with real WWE impact and other wrestlers. To check out their stuff, go to soundcloud.com slash curtain jerks. Make sure to leave comments. Enjoy. Welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always is the Sports Outsider, Phil Ranta. We're coming to you in virtual reality. 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 Ooh. 360 degrees. Yeah, if you go to Facebook.com slash sports number three podcast, you will see a 360 video of us doing what we're saying right now. In 360 I, degrees. In 360 degrees. I still don't know that I believe that this technology works. You will? Because you'll go to the uh, Facebook page. Well, you're not going to go to the Facebook <laughs> page. Your phone would explode. Yeah. I mean, I, I could hypothetically go to the Facebook page on my phone. Or you can go on your typewriter. <laughs> Just have to can, type it in. Can you can you connect via typewriter to, to you're Facebook? You're going to have to try. Yeah. I think if you if you have a phone cord, I think that's a DSL yeah, thing. You can, you can connect true. to Facebook on your typewriter if you have DSL. Yeah, if yeah. you've got the proper AOL disks. That Mark Zuckerberg just keeps adding users, guys. That's real real mm-hmm. quick, Joel, I can tell you guys now why I was so upset when I was giving you each the silent treatment last week. Why? Yeah. You forgot. Joel forgot my sports anniversary of... Um. We've talked about this before. If there, if there was an ESPN 30 for 30 in my life, okay, it would have been 10th grade, five shutout innings with mononucleosis. Oh, yeah. Had not oh. yet been diagnosed with it. Yeah. Didn't know why I was so hurting. The bloody sock of your day. That's, this is <laughs> yeah. the 30 for 30. And you had did not. It was my sports anniversary of that. You know what? It had completely slipped my mind, Jordan. I'm, and I'm, I'm very sorry about that. That's disappointing. <clears throat> I'm it, disappointed. So uh, well, you, you were throwing what? Fastball change back then? Pretty, yes, exclusively <laughs> fastball change. A two seam and a four seam. Oh, you got two. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah you got a nice bite in that two seam? Yeah, I could. Yeah, actually, I could. Yeah. Not bad. <laughs> Countdown to Rio 2016 Death Watch. Countdown to Rio 2016. Brought to you by Echoes Funeral Parlors. You feel the echoes of your lost one resonating through your head, saying, Help me, help me. But all that comes back is darkness. At Echo's Funeral Parlor, you can't help them now. That does not sound like a reason to go to a funeral parlor. Yeah. Also, I honestly thought there'd be more Echo sound effect in the advertisement than oh, there was. Yeah. You know, oh, they well, it's, it's known. It's owned by the Echo's family. I don't right, think. right. It has yeah. nothing to do with the <laughs> oh, word Echo. Oh, believe I know the Echo family. They're boosters oh, yeah. in the community. I was just talking about it just as a marketing thing. You think right. they would put an Echo? Little in Little known there. fact: that family is also the ones that developed the game Echo the Dolphin. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They've done so much for also the Children's Hospital right. downtown. And uh, the Echo's uh, line of sandals, yeah. ECCO. Mm-hmm. It's a real line of sandals. <laughs> it's, it's a real family, too. Oh, yep. Olympic torch arrives in Brazil. Ooh, Ooh, wow, Keep it away fun. from the water. Subheadline. Everything is okay, you guys. Yeah. yeah the torch made the it. The humans made it. Live too, yeah. The Olympic torch is touched down in Brazil. Sure. President Dilma Rousseff lit the torch at the presidential uh, palace. For now, for now. President for now. That's Dilma right. Rousseff. Right. <laughs> While school children cheered, Air Force jets looped overhead, and a group of some 100 demonstrators shouted their support for the embattled, embattled leader. 
So not a terrible PR day. No, no, that's not too bad. That's a pretty good day for President Rousseff, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. yeah, nothing got killed. So that's no, good. nothing got killed. The, yeah. the the first torch bearer, bearer, any guesses? Brazilian athlete, um, Lionel Messi. He's Argentinian, and you'd get shot for that. <laughs> I don't know much about sports. <laughs> sports uh, Pele? <laughs> By the way, that would be your defense to President Rousseff as he held the gun to your head. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know much about sports. I'm a sports outsider. She. Um, she what? Dilma Rousseff's a woman. Oh, yeah. well, how about that? She holds the gun <laughs> to my head as well. Yeah, there you go. We're I'm all a politics dead. outsider. Yeah, yeah, we should not go. We'll the, die. The first torchbearer was a F- Fabiana Claudino. Okay. who led Brazil's female volleyball team to Olympic gold two times. Now, well I have done. never seen a picture of Fabiana Cladino, but I would assume that all people who play volleyball for Brazil have got to be extraordinarily beautiful. Women's volleyball would be the sport that Brazil dominates at, right? right? Yeah. Isn't that just like they perfect? they love the beach. For no other reason right. than the, the other teams. Just <laughs> they love the beach. Yeah, they love them. the beach. They you, Every time they show videos of Rio, it's always the beach and they're wearing the thongs. And, and the women, are, I feel like, are tall and leggy. Yes, yeah. they are leggy. Very leggy. Which is how I would describe most good female volleyball players. Tall and leggy. Yeah. Yeah. Or you would explain them based on their acumen in volleyball. <laughs> sexist. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's... This that one's got a real leggy serve. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, more importantly, I think we got to point out here, though, the arrival of the torch in Brazil means that there's one more job created by the Rousseff administration... In what is otherwise a disastrous economic collapse under her, uh, you're talking about torchbearer, torchbearer, and I, and they're going to pass see, it around. No, and no. here's the thing, Joel. Now you think, by the way, that would be great economic uh, growth right there <laughs> sure. for for Brazil. Unfortunately, this it seems to be a volunteer position. I see, was going to say nonprofit oh. work. The next person, the next person to hold it was uh, a surf champion, Gabriel Medina, and then a 12 year old refugee girl. Oh, one of 2,000 Syrian refugees welcomed by Brazil over the past couple years. Many of these indentured servants are going to be crucial in terms of finishing the <laughs> Olympic venues. What a terror. Like, if you're a refugee and then you end up in Brazil where it's got poop water everywhere, <laughs> you're like, oh, couldn't I have ended it up in Turkey? It was better having no water than poop <laughs> is, water. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is, I guess, a better. Disappointing. Um, uh, so, uh, oh, okay. And so the Olympic flame now goes on a 95-day journey around the country. Mm-hmm. Or it's right. supposed to. As uh, shortly after the ceremony, the Rio 2016 Olympic Committee released a statement. Okay. Despite the well-publicized challenges we've faced, we have remained confident that, and now that we have the torch, we're closer to our goal. Sure, yeah. baby steps. Right. Right. Oh, actually, it's, it, the statement keeps going here. Okay. Sure, our economic and political troubles have taken the headlines, mm-hmm. but the torch is in our possession, and with that, the morale of our nation rises. Okay. But it, it still it still goes here. The okay. Zika virus remains a threat we should all guard against. Sure. Yep. But even though it hasn't been out in public for a while, we have the Olympic torch. We're just keeping it inside now for safekeeping. Yeah. Well, right. You, know, you wouldn't want the Olympic flame to get the Zika virus. That'd right. Then they'll have the flame babies. will be all disfigured. <laughs> yeah. Right. But again, they, they, the statement keeps going. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Inexplicably. It seems like you could just read straight through. Right. Sure. <laughs> so many of the Olympic ideals you cannot see. So just believe in the ideals of the torch instead of the actual torch. Right. The last thing a country that just saw a tragic seaside bike path collapse would need would be the news of the Olympic torch being stolen. Yeah. Right. Or now it feels like they're just, like, biting their thumb at the face of a potential kidnapper. (laughs) Yeah. 
Whether it may be a senseless act of vandalism that goes against the spirit of the Olympics or a highly orchestrated heist by the Red Command Mafia seeking payback for Mayor Dia Costa Pay's inability to open up new markets for human trafficking, <sighs> the torch going missing would be such a devastating blow to the Brazilian psyche and another international punchline. You know what? I'm starting to think the torch has gone missing. <laughs> yeah. And this is just them covering. Things. I don't know. It seems a little weird. That the statement continues, by okay. the way. Inexplicably. They should have just Turn cut it off. I, I really got to say, the way that you've read it is really each and every time you sort of implied by right. pausing the way that you did, that was the conclusion of the statement. Well, every time it seems like such a natural fitting ending. You know, right. Jordan, you don't have true. to stop after the end of every sentence and then say, and then I go on. <laughs> yeah. That's not how humans talk. Yeah. I, some humans. Now that we've discussed it, I'm sure it won't happen again. Right, Sorry. right. <laughs> so get off our backs and give us a few days and we'll be parading the torch around the beautiful towns and villages of Brazil as planned. Okay, okay, if anyone has heard any of the rumors of the torch that the torch is missing and who took it, we're willing to entertain your fantasies from a purely academic standpoint and we have a hotline set up. No, that, that's okay. It. okay. That's it. All that's right. It. Yeah. Well, in fairness, it sounds way less like doom and gloom in its original Portuguese. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Very uplifting. Something is lost in translation. Right. In Portuguese, yeah. it's it's way more upbeat. There's a lot of upward inflections. Right. And you know that dance move they do for the R sound in Portuguese. Oh yeah, with the little the hip thing, the little hip move. <laughs> I'm glad, where yeah. the hips do this. Yeah, the hips do that, and yeah. it actually helps with the R noise. Right. I'm just gonna do this for the rest of it for the people who are watching on the Facebook. So page. he he would be Phil Ranta. Countdown yeah. to Rio Summer Olympics Death Watch. Countdown to Rio Summer Olympics Death Death Watch. Brought to you by Normal's Funeral Home. Do you want a nice normal funeral? Well, go to Normal's Funeral Home. We're going to put a body in a casket, and then you can look at it, and then we're going to take it to a graveyard and bury it, because that's the kind of service you can expect at Normal's Funeral Home. That actually, that sounds like exactly the sort of funeral home that you'd want. I hate to take time out to talk about this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but well, we, we do every time. We do every time, but I feel like we have now a, a preponderance of funeral home it's, advertising. Everyone wants to sponsor the Death Watch. The Death Watch, Jordan, yeah. There was a backlog of these for the longest time. I know. I just, I don't know. I, I guess I just feel a little small time now. I mean, we used to get these big contracts like Febreze and Mentos. Yeah. And now we're kind of getting these local funeral parties. You know, these one-offs come with a lot of revenue. <laughs> okay. yeah. They really do. All they right. don't want to buy a big campaign. They're not Google. This <laughs> is targeted <laughs> buying, Jordan. Right. I mean, a lot of the market research shows that nobody dies at a rate that our listeners do. Yeah. Okay? They are <laughs> dropping like flies. Yeah, have you seen the movie The Ring? We are that phone call. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I've seen this podcast. You're going to die within the next seven days. Yeah. Hmm. That's, not, that's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Seven it's days is lots of time. It's our thing. Yeah. If you were at Fly, <laughs> it's you'd be our, our thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, what's on the show? Uh, we, well, we got a jam-packed show this week. Whoa, uh, Jim Trippett gonna be back in the show. The long snapper. Now, this is oh, the he's... long snapper who also does uh, like pro football analysis, right? Yeah, and he's he's here to talk to us about the NFL draft. Oh, that's right, the NFL uh, draft yeah. happened. So he's gonna break down. He's gonna break down that whole that whole deal. Well, the man I want to talk to is who we also have coming on is Gil Kipson Jr. Yes, our uh, draft expert. He's back on sure. here, and he assures us that he has he has updated his his lock of the draft for the 21st century. And he's ready to give us some of the the best sort of analysis and predictive uh, you know looks at, at, at who which picks are going to be the best. I like I love the lock of the draft. Yeah, yes. no more funny business though. He's going to give us real locks yeah. of the draft. Right, going to yeah. get straight to it. He's not going to clear the air though. No, no, 
What? No. He doesn't need to clear the air. Well, you he know is, who is going to clear the air? Who's that? Tony Spumante's back. Hey! Tony yeah. Spumante's a disgraced referee, he's a, is that he's correct? He's a disgraced referee. guests in the same yeah. episode, yeah. Yeah, Tony Spumante. Uh, apparently there was a game, right? It was a basketball match? Was uh, that game, was game two of the NBA Finals between the Oklahoma City Thunder. Thunder. All right, and, we'll, and the San Antonio Spurs. Spurs uh, time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a song. Should be. Should be. It's catchy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that game, there was uh, the NBA admitted to five missed uh, calls oh. in the final 13.4 seconds alone. And this was this came down. This was almost came down to a buzzer beater. Fall. I figured that would be the work of one Mr. Tony Spumati. Oh, okay. He's a pretty terrible referee. Yeah, he's I not good at his is. job. But so he, wait, was he was he, he was a football fill-in? What would he be doing in the court for an NBA game? For an know, NBA playoff game? In a pinch. I think those guys all talk. Yeah. And it's just one of those, oh, hey, we're short. Do you know a guy? Oh, I know an NFL guy. Oh, yeah, give, yeah. Give him a call. Probably true. Yeah. Well, I mean, now, now Tony Spoo's getting work. Your Uncle Tony in, yeah. referees NFL games. Did you tell him about your Uncle Tony? Right. Yeah, exactly. He's got to fill in, yeah. All right. But first... Well, we're going to the character bits. Yeah, we're doing, yeah. <laughs> Joining us now on the podcast is Jim Trippett, our uh, Sports, Sports, Sports podcast football analyst. Jim, yeah. great to have you on. Great to be on here, guys. Great to be on here. Uh, hell of a draft, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, hell uh, of a draft. And sure, I believe I'll take your word for it. And we have you on right now to kind of give us your draft grades. If you could kind of give us a rundown of the teams who had the best draft, who had the worst draft, give us a letter grade or something like oh, that. Oh, okay, absolutely. All right, so right right out of the gate here, okay, the Detroit Lions. A plus, plus, plus. That that's is a, the first wow. time wow, that's, I have ever given that go grade. Go Yeah. Yeah, that, that, I mean, the Lions often criticize for their drafts. Uh, uh, frequently, but I got to say this time, they knocked it out of the park. Really? No, I, I think it was Round good. Round six, but how, this 35, good? Jimmy oh, Landis. Oh. Long snapper out of Baylor. Oh, no. Okay. Whoa. Not, no, you As always six? This was a, a superior decision on their part. A oh, lot of people no. year after year fail to address the long snapper position in the draft. Okay? That's because it's not sign important. sign a guy off the practice squad. Jim, Jim, I feel like it's it's fair to tell people right now your backstory. I feel like yeah. we may have I missed it. I feel like a, you always do that, no, and I, it's a real ad hominem attack. You never, you never focus <laughs> on the details of my argument, which is that the long snapper is a crucial position. Okay. You you yourself though are a long snapper, a former long yeah. snapper. Okay. Former well, long I feel snapper. like you're really, and you kind of come in here and you always basically just say the long snapper is what you need. But right. you sort of imply that that's only because I'm a long snapper, not yeah. because it's true that the long snapper is no, the most no, important. No, no, like a quarterback is more important. Uh, your kicker Again, is more important. A quarterback, your... a quarterback. How can they be more important when they have to be so close to the snapper before they can receive the ball? <laughs> because when they receive the ball, that's when the game starts. The snapper yeah. is just sitting there squatting over like a child. Okay. All right. You like know a what? child I'm, taking a poopy. I'm That's what a long snapper that you like. didn't say that. All right. You don't have to. I said it. I'm proud of Fact it. Fact of the matter, though, Detroit Lions by far best draft. All the right. NFL. Fine. Who else did a great job? Uh, what do you? You have a long snapper bias. You have a long snapper bias. I'm going to be honest. I did not pay a lot of attention. No, to see, this is so uh, typical. So drafted? typical. Hey, what? Did the, who did the Lions pick first round? Oh, no, come on. This is terrible. Like, get out, Jim, Jim, get was, your butt out of here. Uh, Go long snap somewhere else. 
ready as we're going to be. All right, we're rolling. <laughs> okay, joining us now on the podcast, one of our favorite guests, uh, the one, the only, Tony Spoolunty. You flatter me, Joel. Yeah. You flatter me. You are one of our favorites. You are a referee uh, from what sport? Give us your rundown. Give us he your credentials. All right, I'm a referee. I was a replacement ref in the NFL. From what I hear, didn't do a great job. But I got to go out on the field. I did my thing. I tried my best. It was pretty... It was good for me, personally. Right, it was fun, right. But now, I've gotten into the League of Officiants. What's the, that? Oh, it's a shadowy league, Jordan. <laughs> it's Shadow. a shadowy league where anytime anything needs officiating, they call on Tony Spumante. With the capitals, woo! <laughs> yeah, right, but uh, Tony, I, I believe we had you on the program before because you were not that strong. I made fish, some yeah. mistakes. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You, you learn from your mistakes. Very, you move on. That's what the Italian people do. Very tenuous grasp on the football rule book, if memory serves. But this is okay because now I get to be an officiant here and there for the NBA. Uh, are, are you more knowledgeable about basketball than I you try to be. See, now, this, this is the problem, because you were at the game, the Spurs Thunder, recently. Hey, I yeah. recently officiated that game, yes. Right. Uh, and, and the NBA said that they made five mistakes, five mistakes in 13.5 no, seconds. Oh, but Jordan, are we not human? Sure, but I went back and I reviewed the is tape. Is it not human to air? Yes. You, you yes, only yes, officiated the last 13 and a half seconds They of called the game. me in. It's like it was a yeah. Rudy moment. <laughs> Well, well, luckily for me, Only one of the officiants went suddenly blind. <laughs> Which he went. Oh, I don't some, even know how. Would argue that's, that's terrible. That's so ironic. It was a complete medical anomaly. He just grabbed his face and went on my eyes. Still have no idea how it happened. <laughs> it's so odd. fans are always calling referees blind. Yeah. Yes. What are you blind? Oh, maybe one of them was put a, a voodoo spell. Gypsy curse. It's a gypsy it, yep. who he didn't give a quarter to. Can I? Probably I, not. That would be unrealistic. <laughs> we had we had our stats department, which we totally have. Do the yeah, math on yeah. this. Sure. And it 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 it, it, it appears. Oh, you lose. <laughs> you're stuttering a little. You know. I am. I'm looking at the numbers here, and it's, it seems every 2.7 seconds you made a mistake. Yeah. When you make five mistakes in 13.5 seconds, our math says you did. You did a mistake, like right now. One, two, mistake. One, two, mistake. Look, this whoa. is this is how poorly it's like you a were. Waltz. This is the NBA. <laughs> yes, one, it, two, mistake. Two, one, two, two, mistake. Three, two, mistake. Four, two, mistake. Five, two, left together, right. Two together, three. Nine together, six. I understand how to waltz. I'm from Italy. More of an Austrian thing, I think. Sure. But hey, look, 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 look. Not everybody's perfect all the time, and I have to say. For 2.6 seconds of every 2.7 seconds, <laughs> I was right on. Oh, uh, I mean, didn't call fouls that didn't happen. Yeah, but I mean, you also didn't call. Nobody was five double dribbling. That did happen. Nobody was double dribbling during that time. They might have been the other 0.1 seconds, but that hey, that's you know what I consider that. What four percent of the time I made mistakes. Ninety-six percent of the time it was a big win. That's an interesting way of looking at it but one that i don't think is going to hold true i mean that was a playoff game which makes me like really surprised that you were there you know who i blame for all of this those players who kept fouling 
Why shouldn't have fouled each other five times in 13 seconds? What is this roughneck basketball? <laughs> is everybody a gunslinger? You're right. That's not how the game's meant it's to be not played. Not how the game is meant if to be played. If they weren't breaking the rules, that's, you wouldn't have to call that's it. That's precisely why the referees are there is to ensure. Oh, see, this is the problem. Gameplay. You said you added an S at the end of referee. You were the only one on the floor? I don't know if I made this clear before, but every referee grabbed their eyes and went, Ow, my eyes. With 13 seconds left again, they were all out of the game. This must have been a real like nightmare scenario for, is it Nate Silver, the NBA commissioner? But not for me. <laughs> Adam Silver. No, Adam I, Silver. Not for you. You got some very, very, you were a star. I was a star, and I was right 96% of the time. Now, Spontaneous it's, blindness for all of the referees? Who do we have backing us up? Oh God, Tony Spumani. Why that? would they say that? Everybody loves me. I'm the I'm the class clown. I don't know if everyone loves I don't you. Says here the, the NBA. Run you, love you right now. All the Spurs fans. They were aggressive. I imagine they were really upset. aggressive after the game. And trust me, I'm a dying. I know aggressive. <laughs> I mean, sure, but I mean, you missed. You, I mean, you, you might have cost him the game. In a you lot know of what? Ways. One of them is I was leaving the stadium. A, a Spurs fan. He called me. A, he called me a knucklehead. That's he not, went, ah, you knucklehead. And I went, oh, my feelings. <laughs> That's not really that bad, Tony. It was pretty bad. No, I remember, bro, I remember no, my I, older brother, Johnny Spumante, used to be like, ah, you knucklehead. And that gave me some issues. No, I, I, and that's no small thing, but it appears that's very small in relation to how badly you messed this up. I don't know. I don't, I don't read sports magazines. You should. You're a referee. No, I don't. So the only, the only feedback I get is direct. Okay. I mean, my boss is really more of the kind of boss that he just, like, uh, sits in his office and he just, like, does his thing. He never really gives me direct feedback. Okay. When the fans boo, I mean, I know they're not always correct, but... Wait, wait, wait. They were booing as well? Yes, they... Yes. I only heard the guy tell... He called me a knucklehead. Oh, no, no. Many people were saying much meaner things. No. You probably couldn't pick it out. Yeah. Ah, uh, pasta primavera. That's real bad. <laughs> it's real bad. I didn't know they were booing. It's really not good, Tony. Oh, no. You know what? I quit. Skip Bayless said some nasty stuff about you. No, Skippy yeah. did? Yeah. Oh, but he used to laugh at all my jokes. So you're, you're, you actually are going to quit You know what? I'm going to quit being the referee for basketball in the last five seconds. But wait, you, isn't the League of Officiants blood in, blood out? It's blood in, blood out. But luckily, you can ask to be transferred. What are you going to be transferred to? Every other sport except for basketball in the last five uh, seconds. See, I feel like if I'm in the game from the beginning, then I can ramp up to the last five I seconds. Don't, I don't feel like you kind of get in the rhythm. It's kind of like when uh, you know how the, when there's uh, when there's pitchers yes. in baseball, right? And they throw the ball, and the whole point is to try to hit the bat, right? They no, to, no, they're no. not trying. They're trying to miss the bat. No. Yeah. Oh, pesto rigatoni. I can't believe I got that wrong. <laughs> you're, uh, you're far more Italian than I ever called, Tony. Really? Spumante. Yes. I could have sworn that I was this Italian all along. Your exclamations are, are uh, I feel like man. I feel like you should maybe think about just another profession entirely. Yeah. Oh, I know. I understand where you guys are going with this. You're very good. Go back to this. work at your deli. My deli? Yeah. yeah. You, you, you used to work, we used to work at a deli. I know. I got I got kicked out of the deli, though. What'd you get kicked, kicked out, out of the, out of the family for? deli? Because somebody uh, somebody tried to pay for one of the subs, and I went, no, oh, you can just take it. 
I didn't understand the rules of the deli. <laughs> you I didn't, didn't understand the rules of the deli. I didn't understand the rules of the deli. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I think that's all we're going to get from Tony. All right. Well, it's a pleasure being here. Vote yeah. Tony for Fishy into the <laughs> Year 2016. You, Tony Spoo. Joining us now on the podcast is the Sports 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 Podcast Draft Analyst, Gil Kipson Jr. Hey, great to be here, guys. Hey, Gil. Yeah, good to be on. Uh, now, I feel like I haven't been on in a while, and I think I know why. Have uh, you have you figured have you have you reasoned out why you haven't been on in a while, the, Gil? Uh, the lock of the draft. Uh, right, that's your signature. My yep. signature thing. Oh, historically, a little bit inaccurate. I had I had given the lock of the draft status to 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 a number of guys who didn't wind up being that good. No, right, it makes it, the lock loose. Right, it yeah. almost it, it almost appears as if the lock of the draft is the best predictor for bust of the draft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's that's you know what that's a fair shot okay, but uh, but uh, I have gone back I have completely reworked lock of the draft and I think I have a new system that makes it a hundred percent wow a hundred percent lock this time that's what I would expect a lock to be is a hundred percent when you yeah. say lock you you mean you're very sure of something so you actually made it what you claim for it to be. Yeah, so this time around, let me tell you something, guys. When I tell you something's the cha-ching lock of the draft, it is, in fact, the cha-ching lock of the draft. Okay. That's great. That's promising. All right, so I think let's start in the first round. You know, you tell me, you know. Okay, well, all right, here's here's the big pick in terms of who I think took at the NFL draft the first round cha-ching lock of the draft. Okay. And that would be for the 2012 draft, the Indianapolis Colts picking Andrew Locke for Andrew Luck. It might as well be right, Andrew right. Locke because no, no, cha-ching no, no, no. lock of the draft. Right. I believe him. Right, no you do, but did I don't know if you caught that maybe the listeners did. He said the 2012 draft. Oh. A- Andrew Luck was drafted in 2012. It's currently 2016. Um, oh yeah. I assume yeah. maybe are you looking at old notes or something? I mean, I don't recall your 2012 no, no, well, well, draft here's, being a, here's the lock of the draft. Here's what I figured out about the lock of the draft that was making it not work. Was yeah. that I was trying to pick who the lock of the draft was before actually seeing them right. play any NFL football. Right. Yeah, so yeah. it wouldn't really be a true lock because it's still some chance. Right. So, so if I'm really going to lock it, I found that going retroactively is a much better way to figure out who is the cha-ching lock of the draft. That makes sense. So I look back at least four years before picking a lock whoa, of the draft whoa, 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 and I, examine their NFL statistics and performance makes before sense. settling no, you on can't, anyone. No, that, I buy that. And it, no, 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 Phil, it, it absolutely does make sense, but yep. this, this, it's entirely different. How can it be a lock of the draft years afterwards? Well, they're locks. Take, for instance, all right, let's keep going here, all right? Right, yes. 2011, cha-ching, lock of the draft, okay? Now, a lot of people, you have Cam Newton and you got Von Miller, but I'd have to say after this last year's Super Bowl, I'm going to have to have Von Miller edge out Cam Newton for cha-ching, lock of the draft. I, be- I believe that's true because it's got empirical evidence to prove that it's true. Right, but I just think it's, it's kind of like <laughs> your lock of the draft, the whole premise is you're, you're picking something, you're going out in a limb, you're calling something a lock, and you don't know. No, no, no. The, if you don't know, it can't be a lock, Again, Jordan, Jordan I feel like you haven't learned anything How from do you the not mistakes understand that this? I made over the years. I was so frequently wrong with my cha-ching lock of the draft that it had almost become sort of a, a comical uh, exaggeration. Right. A lot so of funny people, business. A lot of people, something people would make fun of and roundly mock. Right, absolutely. But now I can say with sincerity, the 2010 cha-ching lock of the draft is Nadamakan Sue for at least... Right, right. Five or so years. And, and again, I, I want to 
but again, language is very important here. You said is. Yeah. That would imply present tense. You see, this is my problem. It would be was at this point. You're, you're, you're going back to a no, draft and seeing no, what was again, This is exactly the problem before. When I was yeah. making those pricks at the time, when it was cha-ching, was lock of the draft. Okay? Serious problem. But I'm going, my 2011 is lock of the draft. Makes more the sense. Let's, Makes more let sense. Let me give you some more examples you can, yeah, maybe so the, you can work it out. So, 1998. Uh, previously, my my at the time to Ching lock of the draft was let me, Ryan Ryan Leaf. Leaf. I knew it was but Ryan you know what? Leaf. Retrospectively, yeah. I can now say the 1998 Ching lock of the draft. Peyton Manning. Oh, I've heard of Peyton Manning. He is a great, great QB. Yeah. Peyton Manning had, a, had one of the greatest careers for a quarterback he of all time. Absolutely did. So it that would make sense. Shows you how consistent the Ching lock of the draft is. Now that I've made these changes, I buy it because he was right. This is very. This is, it feels like a. You're being deceptive a little bit. Okay, let's let's go with sort of a trickier one here. Okay, because okay. it's a. It's it's. it's a well, don't harder. be too tricky because it's not a lock. Yeah. Well, frequently you want to talk lock of the draft. You're talking like a like a first round pick. Okay. Uh, but what if we went with the say uh, 2000 NFL draft? Okay. Okay. I'm going to sure. go ahead and say, even though he's way down a lot of people's draft boards, oh, my. my cha-ching lock of the draft is going to be Tom Brady, it's in the round. It's quarterback Tom Brady. out of uh, Michigan. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people said that he's too slow. They cited not elite arm strength, but I'm going to go ahead and say that he's en route to a Hall of Fame career in as many as four Super Bowl rings. Wow. I just, this is such, I can't believe this. This is such. Jordan, this finally, is, I'm on board. You know, but this is making a mockery of the sports prediction industry. No, that's not true. It was making a mockery when he was so in-your-face wrong before. But at least it was I a was hot take. a lot, Jordan. I don't know if you Now remember. he's in-your-face right. Right, but it just feels like a hot take about something that already happened is not really a hot take. Oh, well, uh, how about this? The, uh, the 1989 draft, okay? Uh, back then, pick... Tony Mandrich for cha-ching lock of the draft. Right. Retroactively, huge Barry Sanders. Cha-ching uh, lock of the draft. He was great. Maybe the greatest football player of all time. 1959 NFL draft. Cha-ching lock of the draft. Jim Brown. Hard to argue with. This has been very it, educational for me. Very, this is so not fair. And I, he hasn't been wrong once. I've been right every single time, Jordan. I mean, no, I, I cannot. I can't argue with that. Jordan, yes. Thank him for his insights. Thank you for your insights. All right, look forward to be back on the podcast soon, guys. Can't I got wait some to have you. Exciting, and here's the thing: with my new strategy, I've actually expanded into being a draft analyst for all four sports. Wow! Uh, I do. I do I not no want him back on for the, any of this. Nope, this that takes terrible research. Idea. No. I approve. Today's podcast is brought to you by Sue.co. That's T-S-U dot co. It's the only social media site that pays you to post. So make sure to sign up through Sue.co slash sports the number three podcast where you will get paid to post. And when you post, we get a little something too. So go to T-S-U.co slash sports number three podcast to support this podcast. And now it's time for another wide world of Weird Sports! Wide World Weird Sports! Oh, what do we got this week? This week's Wide World of Weird Sports, egg tapping. Is that is that where you, like, have sex with a lot of eggs and oh, brag about it? Stop it. Oh. Tap that egg. <laughs> uh, egg tapping is also known as egg fight. 
egg knocking, egg packing, egg boxing, egg picking, How does or egg jarping. Different name. How was none of them egging? Yeah. Oh, because it's not egging is when you throw them in the house. Okay. Or or when you're you're goading someone. Oh, and you're egging them on. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's a traditional Easter game. Yeah. Uh, in English folk traditions, the game has variously been known as shackling, jarping, or dumping. <laughs> How many freaking names is this going to have? Well, let's see. Repeat One, that. two, repeat. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's ten names. Please, please re- repeat that uh, sentence. It's, uh, the English game folklore. has variously been known as shackling, jarping, or dumping. Okay. I'm good. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Okay. The rule of the game is simple. One holds a hard-boiled egg and taps the egg of another participant with one's own egg, intending to break the others without breaking one's own. Okay, so you're just using your egg to break their egg. Without breaking one's own. That's it. As with any other game, it has been a subject of cheating. Eggs with cement, alabaster, and even marble cores have been reported. Marble? Yeah, Joel. Marble. You can't crack marble, Joel. Well, right, but who who managed to get an eggshell around a piece of marble? Somebody who really's into shackling. And even then, it still seems like the shell itself would break some. And then, I don't know. Uh, history, the egg was a symbol of the rebirth in the earth of the earth in pagan celebrations of the spring and was adopted by early Christians as a symbol of the resurrection of Jesus at Easter. Good call, Christians. Yeah, well done. During the medieval times, egg tapping was practiced in Europe. For instance, the practice was mentioned to have played an important part of the 14th century in Zagreb in relation to the Easter festival. A study of folklore quotes an early 15th century reference in Poland. Mm. Yeah. In North America. 15th century Poland was no joke, guys. It was kind of funny. Uh, in North America, egg picking was observed by a British prisoner of war, Thomas Hansbury, in Fredericktown in Maryland in 1781 during the American Revolutionary War. Some people are saying that's what caused Valley Forge. I would think they so. They had a massive supply of eggs with marble waste by the popularity of egg picking. That makes sense. They could have eaten those. Right they were now. so hungry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They couldn't stop dumping. Oh, like we're going to stop playing egg tapping. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, you're right. We won't eat them, I guess. The local custom- Boil your shoes and shut up, Jerry. <laughs> oh, shoes are gross. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, the local custom at the time was to dye eggs with logwood or bloodwood to give them a crimson color, Ooh. which, as Ansbury observed, gave them great strength. D- did it great strength? They did. They didn't know shit about science. They were idiots back then. Well, I feel like I, I mean, I feel like I've already got the strategy here. If you get to pick where you tap and with what, you know how like you can't crack an egg with your hand if yeah. you squeeze the ends. So I feel like it's that's all, not. Is that really true? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But what if you're strong? even then the structural integrity of the egg from like like lengthwise in the oval is such that as as long as you're doing it like thumb and forefinger you're you're never gonna do it so i feel like if you wait wait a minute you reading that jarping blog oh (laughs) yeah okay okay but if you tap with like the tip and you go for the side i feel like you 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 could never go wrong. that's also how you have sex uh go for the side (laughs) yes tap at the top you tap the top and you go for the side. He just kept jabbing his penis into my abdomen. Gross, Joel. <laughs> By the mid-20th century, a Baltimore, Maryland newspaper, The Evening Sun, would devote an editorial column to discussing street cries, ritual, and techniques for the game. What? Yep. 
For days before Easter, boys would call, hold up, which was the call to pick eggs, crying, who got a egg? Who got a egg? Who got her guina key? Who want her pick a wee? Who pick? Who pick? Who got her egg? <laughs> what? I was going to say that, that was the chant. That was one of my favorite wire episodes when they revisited that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The great Baltimore tradition of who got her egg. Yeah. Competition. In England, the game was played between pairs of competitors who repeatedly knock the pointed end of their eggs together till one of the eggs crack. If you had to go both pointed ends, then yeah, yeah. that's that's a little bit different. The yeah. overall winner was the one whose egg succeeds in breaking the greatest number of other eggs. <laughs> kind of like dog fighting. <laughs> or life. Or life. The World Egg Jarping Championships have been held each Easter Sunday at Peter Lee Cricket and Social Club in County Durham, England since 1983. Same place where all these weird sports happen. Fucking England, man. County Durham. I think it's the same week as the... Bog, bog snorkeling nationals. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be close. Proceeds Not to from the cheese, the cheese rolling yeah. tournament, the cheese rolling one. wake. Yeah. yeah, proceeds from the event are donated to the McMillan Cancer Support Charity. I wonder how they settled on that. Hey, but America's got it too, you guys. You'd think it'd be to pay for chicken feed, given that they're you know taking uh, egg abort like eggs that didn't yeah. become chickens. It's like a chicken holocaust. Like yeah, every every time they do this. Oh, chicken holocaust. In many places in Louisiana, egg tapping is a serious competition event. Marksville claims to be the first to make it into an official event in 1956. In the past, some cheaters have used guinea hen eggs. Ooh, wait, you can't, but you know, give me eggs. No. They're smaller. They have harder shells, so it's cheating. Nowadays, guinea egg knocking is a separate contest category. Okay, Uh, fair. Give them their own event. Yeah, different kind of bantamweight. So was, you said it was the Italian egg knocking category. Why? Cause, oh, Joel! Oh, oh Joel! Oh. And that brings it into another wide world of weird sports. Oh, yeah, that is Joel. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings the close. Another sports, sports, sports podcast. But before we go, we're going to bring back Tony Spumanti to give you our contact information. Hey, it's Tony Spumanti. Tony. Hey, I'm Joel. Give do you have anything you'd like to say to Tony? Uh, <laughs> Would you like to maybe make an apology uh, to uh, Tony, Mr. Spumanti? Yeah, that's my name. Don't uh, wear it I, out. I may have made an off-color joke in the last segment that was detrimental to people of Italian heritage. Well, what'd you say? Uh, well, I, I made a crack uh, about the the uh, a slur frequently associated with uh, with Italian Whoa. people. Whoa! Uh, you didn't it, say the G word, did you? I I did say I did say the G word. Wow! Yeah. Well, and I can't be part of this anymore. Goodbye. Uh, that's <laughs> oh Tony Spumanti. Oh, <laughs> oh no! no. <laughs> what did you He's do? He's really mad. I just I was it was just wow. a joke. I don't know why this is such we a We usually deal. have yeah. someone now though this is terrible. Now we're gonna need to get uh, Gil Kipson Jr. in here yeah. to give our contact information because normally we have a guest do it. So right. Gil, if you can come back in here, give our contact information. Yeah. Uh here's something you guys don't know about me. Yeah. I'm half Italian on my Uh-oh. mother's side. Kipson Irish, obviously. <laughs> oh well Joel said a really off colored joke. Yeah, I, I actually heard it from outside. Okay? Well Joel, would you like to say something to Gil? Uh, Gil, I gotta say that I am, uh, I am very sorry. I, uh, wow. I did not mean to slur 
uh, slur your mother's heritage in the way that I did. Yeah, well, uh, you did, and that's why you're my cha-ching jerk of the podcast. Oh, I'm oh, out of here. Every week. Oh, well, wait. Was... No Gillen. Okay, well, now it's Jim Trippett. I guess <laughs> yeah, we're down exactly. to Jim Trippett, who's a long snapper. Is he still here? He shouldn't be in the green room still, no. but if he is, and he could give the contact information. I, uh, I would like to, but I'm afraid that I cannot. Why is why? that? I have to in protest. Uh, well... I mean, honestly, because of the really offensive things that were said in this podcast earlier. Oh, about the what the Joel said that about you guys said about long snappers. Oh, okay. untrue oh, okay. and unacceptable. Okay, yeah. So Jim Trippett is not appearing on the podcast okay, anymore. Yeah, that's fine. That's good. I support this. Christ. All right, hey, Joel, give the contact info. <laughs> I don't. Uh, okay. Uh, so if you want to follow us on Twitter, wait. Do you not know this? <laughs> it's been two hundred and sixty episodes of the same. Ones. I will get through it. I just don't normally. All our, right. Our Twitter account, which is at Sports the Number Three Podcast, uh, follow us on Twitter. There's a lot of great stuff there. Yep. Uh, also, you know, like us on Facebook so you you get to see in your feed all of our lovely uh, article postings. And this week. Uh, the 360 video of the intro. Yeah. Uh, so just uh, type sports, the number three podcast into the, the search bar. Uh, or you just go to facebook.com slash sports, number three podcast. Yeah. Or, or you can do that. Uh, both work. And also uh, visit us on SoundCloud because that's where we want. Uh, we want you to listen. Uh, a lot of gig. You, you guys download and listen on iTunes. Sure. That's great. But you know what? SoundCloud. Uh, leave a comment. You know, write a little review. Uh, you know, SoundCloud we think is the better platform, and and we'd love to uh, to to get your listens there. We love you too, iTunes. Hey, Joel. Hey, Phil. Hey, Phil. I have nothing to say, but I'm gonna talk anyways. Bleep, blurp, 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 blurp. Okay. Well, now I'm offended, and I'm not coming back to the podcast. Oh, just me and Jordan then. Lights off. have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.